This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Liner on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, and I'm staring out the window on a gloomy, slightly Sunday evening here in downtown Glen Burnie, Maryland. It is March the 12th in uh, the year of the common era, as some call it, uh, 2023. Um, I've got something really weird in the background, an XFL game, decided I'd check that out at the behest of a friend of the show, Robbie Gross. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're back. It's another week of caps hockey, uh, slight change of plans. We had a special guest on or planned to be on this week, but, uh, they had to postpone. We will have them on next week. So do please stay tuned for that. In the meantime, uh, we will go ahead and, um, go over the three games that were played. And when I say we, of course, I mean the, uh, the, uh, one and only co-host that, uh, is the mermaid that just celebrated a birthday uh, live from Centerville, Virginia. It is Anna Knox. Anna, how you be this evening? I'd be good. I'd be good. Thanks, Gail. It's been a, you know, kind of a dreary Sunday, and I absolutely hate daylight savings. Uh, yeah, the whole spring forwards fall back, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. I thought I actually heard last year was going to be the last year somehow, but I guess not. So I just, I hate it. (laughs) Keep on fudging with the clock because Mm -hmm. we apparently can't get enough daylight and uh, the cows don't know when to be milked or some stupidness like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with it, but whatever. Well, I guess we're going to keep on going with it. Yeah. Um, Nice. So uh, how was the birthday? It was good. It was good. It was, uh, I was at school. Um, but my teacher friends on my team um, treated me to al fresco, which is like a really great. Oh, okay, great. My dogs are barking. I'm sorry. Um, Mexican. Bella doesn't like. Bella doesn't seem to much care for fresca. I know. Apparently, I'm like, what? What's that about? Because when I have any kind of food here, they're all up in my. <laughs> In my face. Um, but anyways, I had that because I absolutely love Mexican food, and it's just uh, one of my favorites. So we had that, and then I got a couple gifts from students, which was very sweet. And then, you know, the obligatory turn the corner and um, impromptu singing from some students. So I was like, okay, it was funny the first time. Because, <laughs> you know, then you get, like, bright red, and you're like, okay, thanks. No, we don't need to do the whole version. Oh, okay, Round two. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but overall it was good. And uh, Ian left uh, yesterday um, to go skiing up in Maine, 
because that's his dream vacation and mine is not. So he's <laughs> with his brother. Um, and, you know, I was like, go, like, don't let me hold you back. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, so, yeah, so he's, so it's been relatively quiet, but I am going to have a birthday dinner here tonight uh, with some friends and looking forward to that and um, talking about, if anything, a last night's game. Yes. Well, that um, we're we're actually going to focus on uh, the last two games because honestly, yeah. the the Kings game, uh, while it wasn't horrible, it was kind of a blur because it was ten freaking thirty at night. And yeah, I'm dead I'm asleep. Speaking for myself here, but yeah, I'm I'm getting kind of uh, ancient in years. <laughs> um, this this will be well. If you put candles on my birthday cake that I had last month, uh, you probably would have had a forest fire. Just to yeah, give you an idea. I straight up would have had an inferno. So, but you know what? It's all good. I, I do. I have to say, people ask like, "Oh, your favorite holiday?" I love birthdays. I truly like. I just, I do. I think it, it's just, it's fun. They're fun, and and why not? So, um, I don't care how many candles. You know, the more candles, the better, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot this year. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. <laughs> quite a bit, but all good. Um, but yeah, so I was um, in La La Land for that Kings game. That those East Coast, literally. excuse me, West Coast uh, games kill me. So yeah, whatever. yeah, they 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 do me too. And uh, yeah, and uh, now that now that I no longer work from home and no longer uh, work to make my own schedule, and yeah, uh, that's it's it's kind of a. Yeah, kind of, kind of sucks that. Uh, yeah, and that, that's the big complaint about the West Coast games. But you know, so be it. Apparently, we didn't miss a whole lot. But uh, yeah, it's just not not fun anymore when you got you know early you to rising adult. to do. Yeah, yeah adulting <laughs> to do the next morning at the ass crack of dawn. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, let's let's go ahead and get into it then. But but before we do, we haven't forgotten completely about this being Women's History Month. Uh, so we got a bit of information uh, regarding regarding that. Um, so we're going to cover that when we get towards the end here. Going to bring back the uh, uh, for a week the uh, uh, special on uh, the uh, the small businesses. Uh, to help out the try and help out the economy, what little we can. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, we're going to put the spotlight on women owned businesses in the DMV. Just happened to come across quite a few that were discussed recently in, in the media and social media. So we're going to talk about them when we get to towards the end here. Just wanted to bring that up. So we haven't forgotten about that. Uh, but onto the games. And the first one, as we already said, was the one against the Kings in La La Land at the, uh, crypto.com arena i think they're calling it and sure yeah uh, or whatever <laughs> whoever paid to have their name slapped on the arena i don't know i don't care and it was a 2-4 uh, loss for our washington capitals um not not a bad game this was the first game if i recall correctly um the first game that had the uh, the new trade acquisition of Rasmus Sandin in it, uh -huh. and um, he acquitted himself very well, um, scoring eleven thirty nine in his his first. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, let me double check. I'm I'm. It's bugging me that I'm not one hundred percent sure. So 
I want to say this was his first game as a cap, but I think so because it was uh they had yeah, they had something some bullshit with his visa or something like that. Right. That I don't know how in this day and age you can't fucking take care of before. No, 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 that's wrong. Okay. No, the Sharks game. The Sharks game was indeed Okay, so it was supposed to be Anaheim because they traded him before oh, the deadline. Right. Okay, go. so got it. Okay. So the uh the first game was the Sharks game last week, the 8 to 3 win. Um this was his second game against uh, the one against the Kings. So um this was his first goal as a cap, 11:39 in. Okay. So uh thanks for indulging us. We wanted to get take the time to get that right. Fifth of the year, uh Milano and Strom on the assist at Strom's 30th. That's all three, that little trifecta of names right there. I am loving. I am in a very much in love with that whole five-man unit of uh, Milano, Strom, and Oshi up front, and yep. Sandine, and I believe his partner is, uh, well, for this game, I think it was Alexeyev, actually. Uh-huh. Um, or was it? Irwin. No, no, it was, I'm pretty sure it was Alexeyev. Um, sorry, folks. I'm just all kinds of out of sorts for this game. Let me go ahead and check the roster. Okay, Alexeyev did indeed get into this game. Um, no, okay. I Okay, it was actually Van... Okay, he's been paired with Van Riemsdyk. Love. Who uh, was just re-signed to an extension. This season, so another pretty impressive on-the-fly decision by management. So now, when you consider it, we have four defensemen signed through next year. So now that's Sandine, Van Riemsdyk, John Carlson, of course, and... Oh, man, I am so off my game today. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... Uh, Sandine Jensen, Jensen, who they just extended a week and a half ago. Um, so yeah, Jensen, yes, another three. Uh, Jensen, uh, John Carlson, Sandine, and Van Riemsdyk are, uh, basically, if you think about it, they're your de facto top four, um, into next season. So that puts less of a question mark on the roster for next year. Good on management for that. Um, a lot more to deal with, but that's for another day. Anyway, uh, back to the game. So Sandine puts them on the board, gives them one nothing lead by uh, poking in a shot. Um, about halfway through the second period, and actually no goals in the first period. And yeah, I, I look, I'll, I'll admit it. I mean, because it was on so goddamn late, um, I actually almost missed this goal. I, I, I nodded off and woke up in time for to see Sandine kind of you know falling down leaning in with his stick to to punch it in um so that that was a good thing and then the kings tied it up later in uh, a couple minutes later and then took the lead and um captain tied it up in the uh, third period on the power play and um, I'm thinking Caps had a good chance here because the Kings are actually a decent team. I won't call them – I won't even call them a good team. Uh, they're a decent team, obviously going to make the playoffs. But I figure the Caps had a chance here, but um, 
Kings went ahead 3-2 five minutes after Ovechkin's power play goal and never looked back. The Kings just kind of slapped down the defense and kept the Caps outside, and uh, Caps didn't have much of a scoring punch this game anyway. It took a long time to get them to 20 shots. Um, I think it was halfway through the third period before they finally got to the 20th shot. And then uh, uh, Kempe uh, nails the empty netter to ice it with two seconds left, so... Yeah, I mean, a loss is is going to sting with you know not so many games left, and you're fighting for a wild card spot. But it wasn't a bad loss, and it wasn't wasn't a bad game overall. Just you know, one of the one of those things where you you run into a better team. So I'm not going to fret too much about it. wasn't wasn't like they you know had a bad effort. Just took them too long to get the offense going, which is understandable. So I'm I'm not I wasn't too pissed about it. So. Um, all right, so on to the next game, which was a quick trip back home at Cap One against the Devils, and uh, this one, this one was a pretty interesting game. Um, I, I I was torn between making this the feature game and and the and the one from last night against the Islanders. Let's click quickly go over this one. So the man we were just talking about, Van Riemsdyk, opens a scoring one nothing. 10 seconds left in the first, so that's a magical goal. His seventh, unassisted, stakes the Caps to the lead, and then New Jersey ties it. Eric Halla, his eighth in the second on, on a power play. And, yeah, this one, okay, so this one, a lot of fans were down on the Caps in this game. I wasn't. And I, wasn't I know. Either. I, it, you know, it was, I, I don't think the Caps played a really bad game. I think this was definitely a case where New Jersey was just that much better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought the Caps played pretty well for the position they were in. And, uh, you know, he was, they were pinned in their own zone, admittedly, a lot of the time by the Devils. But to have to lose in the shootout. That's well, not bad. The last, the person. very yeah, pretty much the last <laughs> round there would have been in the shootout. So yeah, yeah. so uh, um, New Jersey goes up two-one uh, in the second, and then Strom ties it in the second, um, and there's no goals in the third. So ended up a two-two tie. They go all the way through overtime with a power play chance in the last 44 44 or 45 seconds of overtime uh had a couple chances there couldn't bury it and then they go to the the dreaded shootout the skills competition um i won't waste your time with that uh kuznetsov um unfortunately his perfect streak with that uh, 40 deep move that he's got um unfortunately couldn't put it in and yeah it just didn't work out for the caps this time um Timo Meyer, their new acquisition, put it away and just, yeah, it's, it was, uh, yeah. what, what are you going to do? Uh, Darcy Kemper pretty much uh, earned number one star honors in this game. He mm-hmm. saved their bacon, but I don't, I wouldn't say it was just him. I think the caps were defensively sound when they, when they could be, it was just New Jersey was just that much quicker on the puck when yeah. they had, had to be. And the last, the last seven or eight minutes of the game, they could have crumbled completely because they dominated the zone time and, and they didn't, they, it was, 
you know, bend but don't break, and they they held fast, and then you know they lasted, they outlasted them in the overtime almost. So I, again, I don't think this was a really a bad game. A loss, you know, regulation or overtime really sucks when you need all the points you can get. But they took one of the league's best teams all the way to the limit and beyond. Yeah. So I wasn't I, I wasn't too pissed at this game either. Yeah, I, I think I was just I was more frustrated that it just that it you know it came down to you know just that last I was like oh that yeah the the yeah the the, the, the extra <laughs> rounds in the shootout you know, always yeah always sphincter clenching time when you get to that um, except for me who never looks at that kind of thing but anyway um, I, I admittedly I was frustrated in the last seven minutes because a lot because you know they couldn't clear the zone but. You know, again, one of the best teams in the league, and it's almost to be expected. So, I'll I'll take a loser point. Uh, I'll take them any way I can get. I'll take a loser point against. Could have been uh, worse. A, yeah, a, t- a top seven team. So, yeah, you're <laughs> right. It could have it could have definitely been worse. They could have you know given up and blown it and lost in regulation, but they didn't. So, pretty good game uh, all around, despite the loss, I think. And then you have last night's game. Okay, so let's go over that one as well. Um. And not exactly the best of beginnings. So uh, Pierre Engvall, here's your sign, gets credited with the goal. Um, he he was uh, he kind of broke away, uh, got the loose puck, broke away, and uh, Alex Alexiev was playing him, and uh, he dove for it and tried to do a sweep check, and unfortunately, the the his stick swung around and knocked the puck past Kemper. So it, if you think about it, it was an own goal and yeah, it was, but it turned out to be the only thing that got past Kemper, Mm -hmm. thankfully. Um, But that kind of a thing, if you let it can really, you know, uh, how's the saying go who pissed in your Cheerios. Yeah. And (laughs) that, that can be, uh, yeah, you can bring the, the, the down attitude to that after something like that happens and let it affect you. But thankfully the caps didn't. Good. And uh, yeah, so uh, it pretty, pretty good game. Uh, I like the compete level caps actually responded uh, just over 90 seconds later, Dylan Strom with his 16th um, Sandine and Van Ram Reemsdyke. So that five man unit again, making stuff happen. Um Sandine uh, from the uh, from the boards found Strom in front. Great pass and uh, Strom. Uh, it was a great one-time snipe into the into the net. I uh, was all alone in the slot and uh, great to see Strom shooting more. Uh, I think that's what he has to do. Well, shooting more, game. and I think it's, it's like that is going to be a confidence booster for him. Because oh, yeah. I mean, like we're starting to see, like finally something freaking clicked and it's like here we go and then also well i don't want to jump ahead but number 39 <laughs> well you, you oh yeah we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a second yeah. uh but the caps were uh caps were put up for good by tj oshi so there's that five-man unit again this time it's oshi putting it away sandine sandine and ram uh, van reemsdyke i'm just going to call him uh, uh tbr uh, well, well, San San Reemsdyke, maybe San Van Reemsdyke, uh, Pecan Sandys and Van Reemsdyke. I don't know. S-T-D-R. Somebody make up a one word name for these guys. Cause like I said, I'm way off my game today. Not enough coffee, apparently. 
Trevor Sandine Reemsdyke. Star. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> second period, no goals. And then, yes, as you said, Mermaid, uh, we have an Ant-Man sighting. God, finally. Incredibly enough. Tenth of the year, Anthony Mantha gets gets a goal. Puts them up 3-1 Washington. In fact, you know what? It's so rare. Let's go ahead to the replay just to make absolutely sure we saw what it was we saw. Uh-huh. But I do, like, so you watch. So Alan May, uh, you know, was um, not with, uh, a, oh, oh, my God, Gil, you have completely worn off on me today. So Sorry. Al and Alexis were together. Yes. We'll say that. And he even mentioned the hope that um, that this Mantha goal is going to put him in a good headspace, which we've always said, you know, you got to be in that good headspace. You got to let shit go in order for, uh, for us to see, like, why did we sign you? Why are you on this team? show it, you know, prove it. And when you start to hear, you know, game after game, oh, it's been 10 games since Mantha scored, or it's been 12 games since he scored, like that is going to do some damage to you uh, psychologically. And uh, hopefully this is going to move them in the right direction because I feel like this game was what the fans needed to see with the what the hell lines that have been going on recently and we are moving forward in skill and speed and talent and chemistry. Because like we said, I mean, there's a couple of players on there that are just clicking on their lines. Uh, not a couple, but, you know, that are clicking together. And it's just, uh, it's fucking awesome to see. Like, I felt like I love Lassen. Again, like when they are not, you know, uh, overthinking things uh the team is having fun and did it have anything to do with the dad mentor thing i don't know i don't care i was just happy with this and in hopes that you know when they play um tomorrow the rangers but uh you know that it continues like that's what this team needs it's like okay this is the hand that we're dealt these are the players that we got you know regardless of who's out with injuries or not or whatever else this is who we are right now. So let's, you know, buckle down, give 110% and just fucking go. And like, let's just see what happens. Yeah, for, for sure. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned the dad's trip, the dads and mentors, you know, look, I, I will say it again, Washington Capitals organization, a whole lot of other teams have done a mom's trip. Okay. It is long overdue for the caps to have one. Okay. Yeah. Caps have some great moms on here who have shown their support. 100%. For the team. Give them their due. Give them their own trip. It is time. Make it happen, please. Yeah. I agree. So, but uh okay, so I was studying the replay and yeah, it was it was a it was a great cycle play with Strom and Ovechkin and Mantha. They had they were on the uh the far side of the boards. And Ovechkin actually had two whacks at it, and he saw Mantha was alone at the side of the net, and he kind of pushed it over to him, and Mantha just had enough to lift it in. And a lot of the, a lot of the goals the Caps have scored lately have been like that. 
And I don't, I wonder why they don't do more of that, but that's just, you know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of how they should be playing. Just kind of going to the net and crowding the goalie and taking, taking shots, as many shots as they can. And, you know, I like that. I like now that every week it's, it's, it's a different person or entity that's carrying them last week. And, and a little before that it was Tom Wilson. Uh-huh. Now it's, you know, it's, it's Sandine and it's Strom and it's Oshie and it's Van Riemsdyke. And it's that whole, that whole click. And then, and then it's others who are throwing in uh, their, their talents. Like last night, uh, Mantha and, and, uh, and Ovechkin on that assist. And then um, Nick Dowd got his 11th right after. And then back. But don't got you want that though? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I know you're saying you're you're saying that, but it's like, why wouldn't you want that? So we're not completely predictable, like we have been, and you know, in no, that's what I'm to, saying. That, that's yeah, what I'm saying. it's a great it's a great thing that everybody absolutely a different set of games. It's it's somebody different every week, so that you know they don't key in on one guy. And I think that's part of why the offense went dry was because oh aha, no more Carlson, no Backstrom. Uh, Wilson's at fifty percent. Now we can just key on Ovechkin, and that's right. I think that's part of why everything went dry. And and I think you know Sandine and and a lot of the younger guys getting you know more playing time. Where have you heard that before? have injected a shot of enthusiasm and, you know, unpredictability so that teams are like, okay, well, how, what do we, what do we do with these guys? And hopefully that lasts. I think, unfortunately that might taper off here towards the end of the season, but I think now, you know, teams are going to have a much harder time figuring out what this caps team's going to do because they don't have a book on Sandine yet. Uh, they haven't seen Van Riemsdyk play top pairing minutes you know they, right. they don't know what's going to happen and i i think that's going to serve them well now unfortunately there's only 15 games left and they got to win a lot of them as as we'll discuss here in a little bit but you know what this that trade is looking better and better and better all the time and look i'm not going to lie i still miss gustafson he drove a lot of the offense but i think yeah. in the short and long term sandine is proving already to be worth him and that first round pick that they they traded to get him so you know it's it's great seeing him produce already what is what is it now he's got like eight points in his first four games now i, I think it is yeah and and that's a record <laughs> you know for so it's like oh my god like absolutely absolutely keep it going and he doesn't need to be like you just said like we had all this, like everything was spotlight Ovechkin. And then you see what happens, you know, like life happens and he has to go back for his, his father's funeral and, and everything and, and someone next person up kind of thing. Um, and now we're, we're starting to see, you know, Strom is clicking, TVR is clicking, Milano, it's click, you know, it's like, let these, let these other players have, have their moment and keep it going. Like absolutely, and I just think it's um, I don't know. I love it. I'm I'm I re- I really loved. I'm not just because of the score, uh, but just loved seeing that vibe on the ice last night. Yeah, I and that's like you said. That's it's they're getting back to 
being themselves, playing the game they know how to play. And even when they don't get the result, they look a lot better. The compete level is mm-hmm. 10 times better than, yeah. than it has been. And it looks like they want to be out there and they're not just skating circles around each other. And win or lose, playoffs or not, as long as – I think as long as we see that, I think most Caps fans will be satisfied – yeah. Okay. So they so they missed the playoffs. Not a great thing, but even so, if, if they put out the effort, or, or if they at least look like they're trying to win, then I, I think you're getting your money's worth. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm. I, I hate to sound like I'm making excuses here, but the compete level that I'm seeing on the ice is is a lot better than I've seen in a long, long time, and I'm more than satisfied with it. And and one other thing is I hope, and you touched on this. Um, already a bit, but I hope the days of the line blender are over with. Um, I think we've got, we've got our, we've got some solid pairings on defense for sure. Um, uh, Farrah Jensen, Jensen, Jensen Avari. I don't know how uh, Brangelina, I don't know what you want to call them, but, uh, they're, they're back now and, uh, they're, they're healthy and uh, they're becoming a solid pair. So they're going to be, I think uh, Faravari is going to play the, the Orlov role a lot more. I think he'll grow into that as, as time goes by. Um, Sandine and Van Riemsdyk uh, still want a, a single name for those two. Um, I don't know if Van Riemsdyk is going to be the true number one or, or number, you know, or in that top pairing. Mm-hmm. He sure does look like he's got a lot of good chemistry with Sandine, though. I agree. So, I I don't know that that's going to be a question for the off season. Do they go after a, a true number one, or they do they leave Carlson in that slot? Uh, I I don't know. Um, but it's it's going to come down to who has that chemistry with Sandine, and I think right now TVR's got it. He's definitely got it. So I don't know if you want to break that up. Um, and as far as the forwards go, I think Oshi works well with Milano and Strom. Don't break them up. Okay. Um, and the rest of them, I, you know, Wilson's the Swiss army knife, so you can put him anywhere. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about him at all. No. Um, well, okay. I, I, all right. Swiss army knife doesn't do him just, that's, uh, more like a Swiss army machete. Let's call okay. it. Okay. We yeah. can do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, put him anywhere. He'll do his thing. I'm not worried about him. Um, yeah, if it, if anything, it's, so it's, it's going to be a, come down to a, a true number one offensive pushing center. Cause unfortunately Carlson's in his decline. I think he would benefit by playing less minutes. Uh, some of you are throwing the popcorn at your uh, iPod or what, however you're listening to this, the speakers or whatever you, but I mean, Let's face it, it, it's it's come time. He's going to have a lot more wear and tear on him now that he's way past 30 or past 30. Uh, so I think it would be best if he does play some. I'm not pl- I'm not saying bottom six minutes for him, but reduced minutes for sure. And definitely leave him on the power play unit. But we need to keep him fresh for sure uh-huh. because he's going to be a lot more prone to injury. that's just that's just how it works when you get older so um i don't know it's going to be very 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 interesting but i like i like the chemistry i hope it's not messed with too much and i I like what they got going here and this was a very very good week 
for the Caps on the ice. And I, I like what I'm seeing in, in win or lose, playoffs or not. Uh, if they can keep up this intensity, I think uh, Caps fans are going to like what they see on the 100%. ice. 100%. Absolutely. Um, okay, so quick rundown of previews of the next few games. Um, Anna mentioned this before. Next Tuesday, 7 o'clock in Madison Square Garden, it is the Rangers. Uh, 7 o'clock puck drop, as I said. And um, very next night, quick turnaround for a brief two-game homestand. It's the Sabres, who they are in a playoff dogfight with. So that's going to be a very important game right there. Um, and then Friday night, the that'll be St. Patty's Day, I believe. Yes, uh, second of the uh, two-game homestand against St. Louis, 7 o'clock puck drop at Cap 1. And then Sunday, uh, that Sunday, um, the, uh, the Minnesota Wild will go visiting them at 2 p.m. So we'll also be covering that game. So actually going to be covering four games uh, with our guest next week as well. So that's the mm-hmm. coming attractions we're going to be looking at. Uh, okay, so that was the on-ice stuff this week. Uh, okay, so again, since it's still Women's History Month, um, couldn't have our guest on as we planned, but um, we're going to talk about uh, something also very important, and that's uh, minority-owned or w- women-owned businesses in the area. Tr- going to try and give them a plug here. I was just combing through this week to find some uh, that were uh, uh, yeah, worth I love note. that. And um, I found one that was actually real, real close to uh, where I'm at in Anne Arundel County. And the company is called Allogram. And they actually make uh, trophies and awards. And I looked at their website. It's www.allogram.com. That's that's spelled A-L-L-O-G-R-A-M.com. Um, is is their website. And they have a lot of beautiful wares there, beautiful trophies there that um, they make for just about any occasion possible. I think they're definitely worth checking them out. It's a woman-owned business in Anne Arundel County, Maryland. So I'd uh, like for you to check them out if you could. Um, and uh, there was uh, a couple in the D.C. area to cover them. We'll try and pull up their information here. Okay, so in DC itself, and let's see. Okay, so um, a woman by the name of Lori Gilman uh, in 2015 decided that um, she didn't, she wasn't satisfied with uh, the, uh, the the traditional bookstore uh, within the city limits as far as the availability. Um, so in the Capitol Hill area, she decided to open up her own store. It's called East City Bookshop in 2015. And, uh, and the, the, the great thing about this store is that it supports local and independent authors. So not your big names, but those looking to get into writing, uh, get, making a name for themselves there. And uh, also it contributes to the community by offering anti-racism starter kits and uh, contributing to the community there, educating about uh, how to be a better citizen and Mm -hmm. uh, trying to eliminate racism as a whole. So that, again, that's called, yep, that's called East City Bookshop. Um, And uh, Lori Gilman is the proprietor, and that's, that's in the Capitol Hill area 
of the Washington, D.C. city limits. And uh, finally, in uh, Northern Virginia, oh. several, several businesses I came across in the uh, Northern Virginia online magazine um, article by uh, Ashley Davidson this week. Um, so, uh, let's see, there's a first one. Okay. So this one's actually been around for 16 years. It's called Bastille Brasserie and Bar. Michelle Pateau and her husband, Christophe, um, own it. And it's a French inspired cuisine. Uh, it's called the Bastille Brasserie and Bar again. It's, uh, in Alexandria and uh, Michelle is a, uh, a renowned chef and, uh, <clears throat> They focus on uh, French cuisine, of course, especially desserts and a little bit of uh, American influence and uh, other mid-Atlantic ingredients. Uh, But uh, they've gotten rave reviews, local reviewers. And again, so again, that's Bastille Brasserie and Bar. And uh, Michelle Pateau, again, is the executive chef there. Go ahead and check that out if you're in the Alexandria area. I may just have to do that. And let's see. (laughs) So there's, let's see, they have many others okay so there's another one called derm to door uh dr lily uh hope i'm saying this right lily uh, uh she's a dermatologist and uh founded a personalized skincare e-commerce uh platform so it's called derm to door and uh it was actually named one of the this year's top 20 dc tech companies to watch by technical.lydc and uh, they're actually an AI-based app that virtually diagnoses skin issues and sends you products that are handpicked by a dermatologist. I wonder if they're they're behind that. Well, that that there's that kind of a Zocdoc type of commercial where the yeah. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen it. The, the 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 doctor comes up out of the phone and says, <laughs> "Well, let me creepy. have a look." I don't know if it's the same. This is that app, but it sounds like this is what they do. <laughs> so uh, again, that's called Derm to Door. And uh, it is uh, the proprietor and creator, Dr. Lily Talakub. She's a renowned dermatologist, and uh, she is actually based in the McLean, Virginia area. Okay. Um, But uh, yes, that's that's the uh, that's the um, online app that can virtually diagnose any skin issues that you have, and you can get diagnosed by dermatologists as far as the proper treatment for those. And let me see. So I want to do one more. Um, okay. Uh, oh, this one's pretty good. Okay. Cameron's coffee and chocolates, uh, f- uh, co-founded by, uh, someone by the name of Ellen Graham. Um, and so, okay. Uh, oh, okay. So this was Cameron's coffee and chocolates was, uh, a, a venture followed by another nonprofit that Ellen founded called every one can that's every, and then the number one, every one can work a nonprofit that focus on employing people with intellectual disabilities. Oh. So uh, Cameron's Coffee and Chocolates was their first venture uh, to uh, put out a business, a for-profit business. This is in the Fairfax City area. It actually opened in 2013, serves up everything from coffee, chocolate truffles to cookies, scones, cupcakes, a lot of great treats. Uh, so that's in the Fairfax area, but the backer is every one can. So kind of like the uh, how uh, Burke and Herbert Bank was doing the uh, the sponsoring for for the charities, the nonprofit charity. So it's kind of like that kind of a setup. Okay. Uh, so every one can is the actual. Uh, if you want to look into the the actual business, uh, they're they're the backers, but the uh, 
The venture is called Cameron's Coffees and Chocolates, and they're in Fairfax City. Um, so uh, they're, they're, you want to see a, a sample of uh, what Ms. Graham's uh, organization is all about. That's an example right there. So I just wanted to put that out there in the, for you out there in the DMV. That's the state of Maryland, Commonwealth of Virginia, and of course the District of Columbia. Uh, one for each area. Uh, so that just a small example of what uh, the mind of a woman can do for the greater good. And so again, wanted to Dang. wanted to put that out there, give them their due. Of course, this being Women's History Month, these are unsolicited, by the way. I didn't ask them for anything. I just happened to find out about them during the week in you know, while I was browsing online and I wanted to give them just a little bit of lip service and tell this part of the world that, you know, these are great people and they do great things. That, that's all we're looking for here. This There's no quid pro quo here. So just wanted to mention that. Good job, Gil. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, all right. So um, I think that's going to do it for this week. We're just going to go ahead and wrap it up here. And uh, next week, uh, hope to have a big show. It's going to be going to be a little long, so we're actually going to start a little earlier. But uh, at four games, as I said, so it's going to be going to be action packed. Hopefully, a lot more wins and uh, a lot more action uh, for sure that we're going to love. So for uh, the Mermaid Anna Knox, this is the Blue Liner on Point signing off and reminding you that you should never ever buy shoes from a drug dealer. You know why? I don't. You have no idea what they're going to lace them up with, and no matter what happens, you'll be tripping all day. Mm. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Depends on the reaction. (laughs) Very true. Hallelujah, and let's go Caps. Go Caps! This has been another episode of the Power Play Point Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, blueliner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.